This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football is back, and BetMGM is inviting new customers to join the huddle and enjoy the action like never before. Sign up today using bonus code CHAMPION, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Welcome back to the channel and another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where today we will be discussing Tottenham's win against Fulham at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Of course, goals from Hoybier and Kane have given Spurs another three points. We have now played six games in the Premier League, four wins, two draws, 14 points. We remain third in the Premier League. Good performances today from Pierre-Emile Hoybier, Richarlison and Cessnion, in my opinion. 23 shots. Uh, from Spurs today, 10 on target. And Antonio Conte in his press conference said, we played with personality and quality. Now, I have three quality guests for uh, the podcast this evening. First of all, we've got Leo the Lion. Leo, how are you? I'm good, man. Glad we won today. I knew we were going to win. You know my feelings about this season. So, um, yeah, man, we're, we're on track. So, all good. I'm just going to warn Josh and George because uh, last time Leo was on, um, and I'm sure he stands by this statement. He said Spurs will win the Premier League this season. So uh, that'll be an interesting one. <laughs> um, we've also got journalist George Sessions back with us. George, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me back on. And, and yeah, glad we're, we're going to be talking about a win, even though it should have been by, by a lot more than just the one goal. George, just before uh, we come to Josh, um, you're now covering Tottenham Hotspur again for the Press Association. How's that been? Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, Spurs is my club, so I've got a free season ticket, basically. So I can't find anything to complain about. And um, and it feels, you know, Leo obviously getting excited and thinking we're going to win the league. But it does feel really, really exciting times. And, you know, Conte is unbelievable. You know, yeah. we've got world-class players. We're improving the squad over the last 12 months. So, um, yeah, great, yeah. great time. Well, Absolutely. 
And we've also got Josh with us. Josh, how are you? All right, yeah, just got home from the game. Really enjoyed it. Three points in the bag. Very happy. Uh, did a lot of a lot of singing. Had a good laugh with a couple of people around me. And yeah, very happy. Very, very good performance. And yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to uh, having a chat with you guys. Now, let's get straight into it. Leo, let's start with you. Um, your thoughts on the game today. Um, of course, as I mentioned earlier, we've now played six in the Premier League, four wins, two draws. Uh, yeah. But it was about the performance today. We all wanted a quality performance, and I believe that we got that today. Your thoughts on today's game? Yeah, definitely, man. I think it was probably the, our best game of the season, the way we played. Um, I think the, the, the game against, uh, who did we play last week? I forget, West Ham. We missed, we missed Ben to pure, Ben to pure class. You know, that's what I call him. And, um, you know, he, he, he made us just tick, you know, the way that he plays forward um, in comparison to, um, to uh, Basuma last week, you know, I felt Basuma didn't have a, much of a good game. And we saw the difference when Ben to pure came back uh, this week, the way that he's able to, you know, just, work hard, play the ball forward, one touching. You know, we I felt like we were we played really well. The the, the football was in was good, was was uh was direct, you know, we were on the front foot. Um I thought Richardson, you know, came in and you know when in comparison to how he plays with uh in comparison to uh Kulisevsi, Kulisevsi likes to drift out wide, but I felt that with Richardson, Richardson was more central and a lot of our play was kind of coming through you know, in the middle, you know, and there was great play from Bentapur and Romero and Hoiberg. Just the triangles that they were doing was just one. It was beautiful stuff, man. I think it was the best game we played so far this this season, you know, and we, we should have we should have scored probably three, four, even five goals today, you know, and, um, yeah. you know, it was a bit scary towards the end. But, you know, I was confident before today that we were going to win and we did. George, let's come to you. You were sat in the press box today at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, as Leo said there, um, the best performance of our season in the Premier League so far. Would you go along with that? Just on mute, George. <laughs> Always one. Always one. Yeah, I, I definitely thought it was. Um, I thought Southampton was a good performance, but there was probably decent-ish periods where Southampton were on top and I mean, Fulham had, what, five minutes, really, that, that little period where they scored. But um, two disallowed goals, you know, Richarlison hit the post, Sonic hit Sonic the crossbar. Um, I think Kane and, and Sesame had some, you know, full some good saves. So I think that's exactly how Antonio Conte wants his team to play. But obviously with a few more goals there on the, uh, on the end of those crosses. But yeah, it's really, really good performance. And especially after kind of West Ham and Nottingham Forest and, even Chelsea, going back to that, you know, not looking super fluid in those games and creating a lot of chances. I think we all needed a, a performance like today, even if two one wasn't wasn't a fair reflection. George, as you mentioned there earlier um, about Spurs fans feeling excited under Antonio Conte in the press room, is there that same buzz? I think so. Yeah, I mean, you look at Man City. I mean, I know they they got a draw today and and Haaland, and, and you're a little bit. I think everyone is saying, oh, you know. City are probably going to win the league and then it's who's, who's below. Um, but when was the last time that Spurs kind of went out and, start, and you know spent £60 million on, on someone like, like Richarlison? He's come straight into the team and, and starting to you know look good straight away. Um, yeah. and, all, and all the signings that we've made, especially making them early. And like I say, having, having Conte, I mean, I loved Poch, but Conte is the best manager we've had 
30 mm. years e easily you know probably 40 maybe, maybe going back to bill nick really so you've got to be excited and i think if you're following spurs as a journalist and you know obviously i support spurs but even journalists that don't support spurs it's an exciting time to be covering. This is spurs. the best time george i'm telling you i was saying to chris this is the best time for us to believe you know what other chance are we going to get this is the best time best when time for best start of the season for how long, Chris? You know, am but I lying? I, I was going to say, George must have like the perfect job because he's a Spurs fan. He's a journalist. He goes in, interviews the likes of Pochettino, Jose yeah. Mourinho, now Antonio Conte. Um, it must be the perfect jo uh, job, George, mustn't it? Yeah, yeah, dream job. Except for when Spurs lose, and then you, you're trying to sort of not be too emotional about it. But, um, <laughs> but no, I, I can't complain. You notice I didn't mention Nuno there, by the way. Last time I was on was when Nuno, we just lost 3-0. And yeah. I can't remember exactly what I said, but I said that Nuno would, would be sacked like, soon. And he yeah. Nuno, Nuno was the best thing that's happened to Spurs. Nuno, yeah. I'm telling you now, Nuno was the best thing that happened to Spurs. Because if it wasn't for him, we, you know sometimes you need self-reflection. You need to hit rock bottom to bounce back. You know, and Nuno was the bottom of the bottom of the bottom. And that that, that probably woke up Levy and thought, you know what? We, I can't continue anymore. We need to go in hard. So thanks hey, you. I think he was bottom of the list as well of managers who wanted. <laughs> <laughs> we went for yeah. the bottom and, and we went bottom. Right. Yeah, I think I think you're right there, George. Uh, the last time you were on, when we lost 3-0 at home to Manchester United, I don't think any of us wanted to record the show. That was a hard one to do. Um, but then, of course, Antonio Conte followed. So I agree with Leo to an extent. That was a good result for us in the end to get Antonio yes. Conte. Um, Josh, let's come to you. Um, if your voice can take it, tell us your thoughts on today's game. Yeah, I can take it. I, I just did too much, too much chanting, trying to get the trying to get the West Stand going. Uh, but yeah, I was really impressed. I thought we did well, kind of, even in the last couple of minutes, obviously conceding a goal and then like putting the game to bed. I thought we really did well. And in the olden days, we've talked about it many times before, Spurs would sometimes crumble. But today we really held out and I think we defended well and attacked the game at the end. And I feel really sorry for Richarlison because he really deserved that goal at the end. After, honestly, I was gutted. It's probably why I haven't got a voice because I was absolutely screaming my lungs off when he scored. Yeah. Uh, there were absolute scenes when he scored, and it's it, and we definitely deserve more goals today. I agree. I think it was Leo who said we we should have got three or four, and I completely agree. Uh, the scoreline doesn't really a two-one result doesn't really reflect how we played. I think, like you said, we had twenty-three shots, uh, yeah. nine or ten on target. I thought we were outstanding today. Uh, in attack and we got very unlucky Son hitting the crossbar Richarlison hitting the post with an absolute screamer shot and I yeah I was really impressed I was, I was really impressed and obviously respect to Fulham what a goal from Mitrovic uh, it was an absolute classy finish and absolutely nothing Lloris could do today and and, and absolute hats off to, to Hugo uh, obviously he's been here for 10 years as Tottenham media have been uh, posting in the last couple of days and he made some absolutely cracking saves today uh, I thought it was absolutely superb. A couple of question marks over his performance against West Ham where he let in that goal from uh, Suchek. Uh, but a bit of poor defending, but I thought he defended very well today. Hugo, immense in goal. Great attack, very fluid, very direct, very impressed. And I'm really looking forward to the Champions League on Wednesday. What have you made overall, Josh, of the six games that we've played so far in the Premier League? 
well. I don't think we're at 100%. I don't think we're playing as well as we did at the end of last season. I thought we were playing so well at the end of last season. I was so impressed. But I think we're, we're at a level where we can still improve our performances, but we're grinding out results. And at the end of the day, all that matters is getting three points, especially in the Premier League. And today we got three points. Uh, we obviously dropped points uh, against West Ham. But we're unbeaten after six games. It's a, it's a pretty great start to, to the Premier League. And we've had to play Chelsea and West Ham away, which are fixtures where we usually struggle in. And we usually yeah. quite easily drop points in. And we've only we've only dropped, what is it, four points from our fixtures this season so far. We're up there joint with Man City. I mean, that is that is pretty outstanding. And obviously we've got Arsenal Arsenal to catch, but I think we'll see in the next couple of weeks what will happen there. But all we've got to go for now is consistency. We've got to keep grinding out these results. Get I reckon we need to just be up there by, by the World Cup in the next two months. As soon as it's the World Cup, just be up there. And then we have this break for the World Cup and go again from there. And we'll be pushing it. The sky's the limit, honestly. We, we, we I think we should be aiming for top four. But if we're in that title race, then we've, we've got to go for it, honestly. Can I just, uh, George, I just want to come back to you. Um, you know, Leo's talking about the title. Josh is now talking about the title. Realistically, do you really think that we can compete? And I will come on to this in depth later about Antonio Conte's comments saying in the last couple of days that we need another three transfer windows to really compete. Do you think that we can compete this this season? Yeah, I think so. Um, I actually think that that World Cup break may help us. I, I'm I'm hoping it what it, what it will do in an ideal world is it disrupts City. They they sort of they kind of get into a bit of a flow. They win like 14 games in a row. Sounds stupid, but they'll lose obviously all their all their players. Obviously we will as well. But I'm hoping it disrupts their flow. Liverpool don't look as strong this season, um, so you're expecting them to sort of drop probably 10, 15 points off their 95 or whatever it was last year. So if I think exactly what Josh is saying, if we can be in the mix, if we're top three, we'll be in four or five points of City by by the time we get to what is it, November the twelfth, when when the break is, and maybe we then use some of the cash we've got left over and spend for a big player in January. What? Why? Why shouldn't we aim? What, what's the Bill Nick? You know, Bill Nick quote. We, you know, you'd rather aim high and and then even in failure is, is sort of an echo of of glory. I think. We should be aiming higher. We should be aiming for, you know, obviously top four is the aim, but why can't we aim for the title? And then if it doesn't work out, we didn't ex- really expect it anyway. Um, because a lot of the other clubs, there's, there's stuff going on with them. I mean, ignore Arsenal for now, but I mean, Chelsea are in a bit of a tricky period. Man United are rebuilding. Um, like I say, Man, Man City are, are obviously great, but they always want to win the Champions League. That's always the thing I think of with Man City. So will they one one year prioritise the Champions League over the Premier League. So I think we've got to aim for it. Whether we do it or not is a different matter, but we've got to aim. We've got to be aiming high, I think. And I think Conte will, will be aiming high. What he says to the press is obviously what he wants to say to the press. So I think he, internally he'll be saying, let's go for the title. Why, why can't we do it? Um, George, do you ever, as journalists, get the uh, the chance to actually talk to Antonio Conte when the when the cameras aren't rolling? Do you ever get a little bit more from him? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, today he uh, he said, I'll, "I'll see you guys on Monday," and then Ant had to remind him that the, the press conference is on Tuesday. Um, so, so we do get a little a little bit of interaction with him, but uh, but not not a huge amount because 
he probably goes off from us and then does billion other interviews as well, um, or bumps into people like yourself in the uh, in the stadium. I tell you what, that is a huge highlight for me today. Bumping into Antonio Conte, saying hello to him, and having Michael McIntyre say to me that he watches this channel, which uh, unbelievable. So that that has made my day. I'm I'm a very happy man today. Spurs winning, Michael McIntyre and Antonio Conte. Fantastic day. Um, Leo, let's come back to you. Um, wanna, want your thoughts on the lineup today. Um, Antonio Conte made five changes from the West Ham game. Um, the start 11, Hugo Lloris in goal, the back three of Romero, Dyer and Lengley. The wing backs, Emerson Royale and Ryan Sessegnon. In midfield, Hoybier and Benton Curtin. In the forward three of Richarlison, Kane and Son. Um, your thoughts on that start 11? Were you surprised by those changes? Um... I mean, when I heard that um, he made changes and Kulisevsi came off, I wasn't starting. I think that was, you know, my eyebrows went up a little bit. But, you know, I felt maybe, you know, we were at home, we're playing Fulham. You know, I felt we were confident anyway. So he probably wanted to give Richarlison uh, a run. So that was pretty, that was pretty okay. Um, regarding the, if we start at the, at the back, we you know with Lengley coming in, you know, he, he, I thought he played really well, you know, um, and and he, he, he I, I felt like he was more, um, just more comfortable on the ball, you know, his passing range was was there. Um, I, I, I didn't feel like Tottenham were at all um, pressured in defence at all. I think we were very compact. I've got to take my hat off. People don't really mention Dyer much, you know, but you know, he's been having a really solid um, performance throughout this, this season. You know, he's just doing things calm. Romero was good. Um, then we go into the midfield, you know, with, with um, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? With Ben Tapure back back in there. He just working, workhorse that guy is. The way that he just plays, he reminds me of um, Berbatov, the way he runs, you know, the slickness of, 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 of you know, his one touch. He's just so calm in possession, in tight spaces. He plays it forward. You know, like I said earlier with, um, you know, when Basuma came in, and I love Basuma, what he what he was doing in Brighton. And, you know, I thought, you know, last week he, he had an absolute shocker, you know, and I, I, didn't, I don't know why, but um, we, I, we definitely missed him. And we saw the Ben Tapio's class today when he, when he came in, when he was playing triangles with, with Hoiber, who was probably, you know, I don't know what you, what would say, but Hoiberg has been immense this season, you know, the way that, you know, he's just, he, he just wears spurs, you know, on his, on his sleeve, you know, he's just, just rugged, just does the dirty work and him and Ben Tapure, just a great combination. Um, then Richarlison, how Richarlison was playing today, you know, he, he, he looked comfortable. He looked like he's, he, he slotted in, you know, he plays more central than, um, uh, Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky likes to play on the right. And I feel today, because we had the Bentapur's class in the middle, I can see how um, we can see how Tottenham will play when Richardson is in the team. You know, it was more um, forward passing, it's more central passing, one twos, we're playing it in, in, in the lines, you know, one two passes. Um, Kane, I felt everything was going through Kane. Kane, you know, is just world-class, you know, the touches he had, the vision that he has, it was just beautiful, you know. Um, on, the, on, the, on the left with um, Sessignon, I thought Sessignon had a good game. Um, you know, I'm still not sold on him, you know, especially, especially um, you know, if the final balls, you know, he gets into great positions 
and it's just that final ball for, for me is just not there. But you know, he works hard, he walks, runs up and down, and you know, he, I'll say he had a good game. I was about to, I was about to cuss him on, on t- today, but but you know, he, he, he didn't assist, so I can't. I, I'll let him off, but he's still not the finished article. Moving on to the right side with um with Royale. You know, Royale, great defensively. You know, we look solid defensively. Again, the final ball at the uh, um, you know, he's just he's just struggling with that. You know, Son, Son, you know, I'm not worried about Son at all. You know, he, he got into so many great positions today. You yeah. know, I think he's you know, he hit the he hit the crossbar. He's he's you could tell he wants it. He really wants to score. You know, he hit the ball over the over the bar as well. I'm not worried about him. He will come good. I just think he's probably because of the signings we had. Maybe he's not as relaxed because we he there's, he can feel the pressure of 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 the of the forwards that we've signed. I think maybe Son just needs to be have that relaxed feeling for him to feel comfortable that he you know that he's that he's playing now and i think because there's a there's a pressure on him maybe he's lashing out or just you know when he gets to the ball he's just a bit lashing out too much but i don't know if i missed anyone i don't think i've missed anyone but overall i thought tottenham played great i thought it was fantastic the lineup again i'm not going to uh, uh, say anything cuz you know conte is the guy you know, whatever decision he makes, we all have to be humble and say it's the best decision because it's Conte and he's a serial wiener and this is what he does. So I can't say nothing. We won 2-1. I'm happy. The fans are happy. Josh has lost his voice. You know, what What, what can we say? <laughs> have I answered your question or did I ramble on? You did. You did. Certainly did. Um, George, same question to you. Um now, you said off air, you asked Antonio Conte about the changes that he made and you said uh, five changes and he said only three. Uh, so, yeah, I said to him, I mean, Spurs may did make five changes from Wednesday against West Ham. Yeah. And he corrected me and said there's only really two changes because Sessegnon started a lot of games last season and Romero come back in today and then Bentacor come back in. So, really, the only changes were Lengley and, and Richarlison. I mean, I, I expected him to sort of mix it up a bit. Um, I would have liked personally to have seen Mac Doherty brought on to the right because um, we've not seen him barely at all this season. And I feel like Emerson probably needs, well, Emerson's going to need a rest at some point and I'm not totally convinced by his end product. Um, and the other one, is, I actually thought he might have rested Hoiberg because he got a knock against West Ham and stuck with Basuma and sort of given Basuma a chance to actually impose himself against kind of a team that we expect to be in, in the bottom half. But um, but yeah, I mean, that Richarlison, very, very impressive. And also, I mean, Lengla, I was, I was, I, I kind of thought he'd be a good player, but really today I was like, well, yeah, he could, I think he could take us up a notch if, if he sort of settles into the Premier League and, and the physicality, is, physicality of some of the forwards in the Premier League. I think he could be a really, really good player. And like what Leo said, the way he was so composed on the ball, and I think Ben Davis is really good and been an unbelievable servant for us, isn't he? But I'm not sure yeah. he's as good on the ball as as, as Lengley from what we saw yeah. today. So if he can settle in, that you know Lengley, Dyer, and Romero, that's yeah. a hell of a hell of a back three. That and then we're not even talking about Son, Son and Kane. We at that point, you know what I mean? Do you not rate Dyer, or do you think Dyer is um, because everyone just yeah 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 no, uh, yeah yeah Lengley, Dyer, and Romero. I think that's right, right. Br- brilliant. I mean, Dyer's playing what, the best football the last 12 months, 
he's ever played, maybe. Certainly at centre-back. I mean, I would say that Dyer, my shout would be that Dyer starts for England at the World Cup if he, yeah. if he carries on. Because Maguire's, yeah. Maguire's not playing. <laughs> and Dyer's, Dyer's playing in the central of a three, and that's what Southgate probably do. So as long as Dyer carries on, I, th- I think he should, he'll be in the next England squad, and I think he'll probably probably be a star. So yeah, I'm big, big Dyer fan. George, from a journalist's point of view, um, when the likes of Harry Kane and Hunmin Son are rotated, um, in your articles, now you you said the word rested. Um, will you use the word dropped or rotated? Because I think that when Hunmin Son is going to be sitting on the sub bench and other players are going to be playing, because let's face it, games are going to be coming thick and fast. We're playing midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend, uh, right up until the World Cup. Um, how do you think fans will react when the likes of Hunmin Son and Harry Kane are on the bench? I mean, I don't think they should kick up a fuss about it because, you know, if if you don't think, if you don't want Kane to start all of these seven games and then he gets injured and you moan about him getting injured, you haven't got a leg to stand on. You know, Conte's trying to manage the period. You know, Kane, Kane was brilliant today as well, wasn't he? But um, I'm struggling to see what game he won't play, though, over these next seven. Conte said last week, yeah, last week before... Um, for Nottingham Forest, I think it was, that not one player will play all of these seven matches in this 21-day period. So that means Kane will be on the bench at some point. And I think what he's doing at the minute with Son is trying to play him into form. But when Kane and, and Son are rotated, is how I'd put it, I think you're going to be bringing in either Richarlison or Kulisevsky. So yeah. it's, it's not like we're bringing in, no disrespect, but Brian Hill or Lucas Moura, who is a very good option. But, you know, there's the four strikers we have are, are all at a certain level. So to drop one out I should, shouldn't be seen as as a big, big deal. And I know it's Harry Kane, but we also need to manage him because he's going to be playing every single minute for England as well when he when that comes around. So, yeah, yeah I think I think it's, it's fans have just got to understand that you, you can't run players into the ground, especially with, with this World Cup as well. Josh, let's come to you. Same question. Um, were you surprised by five changes from Conte today? No, I wasn't. I wasn't surprised at all. I was really happy actually that he brought Richarlison in. I think Richarlison over the couple last couple of games where he's been having little cameos uh, and great performances. I think he's really earned his place to come in, and he proved his he proved his worth today. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Apart from Benton Kerr, I think those two lads were probably man of the match contenders. Um, He's got just such a real aggression to him. He 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 reminds me a bit of Lamella. How he just goes in, tries and wins a ball, bit win win the ball. He's got a bit of skill. He puts hundred uh, percent in. He wears his heart on his sleeve, and you can just tell like when he scored that goal, he, the 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 celebration. He was yeah. just so like he, he's he's Tottenham through and through already, and I think he's going to be a, a fan favourite. I really think he I think he will be. Uh, and I, I saw a lot of Everton fans saying, oh, you, you just won't understand uh, what Richarlison is until he plays for your club. A lot, a lot, obviously, he's quite a controversial figure in the Premier League. He gets a lot of stick online from uh, opposition fans. But now I, I definitely understand. I'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of yiddos understand as well because uh, he's he's just superb. He really is. And, and yeah, I was really happy that, that Romero came in. Uh, he's just he's got quality, that boy. At the back, he's so good. Honestly, he, he's so composed. 
and he brings something to our back line that we just really miss when he's not in there. And I think we missed it against West Ham. I think if he started against West Ham, we would have kind of been more composed at the back. We had a couple of problems uh, in the back. We looked a bit unsteady. Uh, but yeah, and uh, Longley as well, and another one which really impressed, impressed me. We haven't really seen much of him. Uh, obviously, signed from Barcelona, and he was, he was, I think he played for Sevilla before, where I'd watched him a little bit in La Liga, and he was really impressive, really, really, really comfortable, really composed, and he, he reminded me a bit of Benton Kerr, the way that he was controlling the ball. He just had a good touch to him, and uh, obviously, he likes a long ball. He was, he was, he was whacking the ball up the pitch a bit, quite a lot. He's got a range of passing, which I think George and Leo said. I was, yeah, really impressed, really impressed. Uh, it looks like we're actually improving. Like you said, we're, we're not just focusing on Son and Kane. We've been accused as a team, as kind of just the, the Son and Kane team. But now we're kind of got all these players across the whole pitch who are impressive, very impressive, talented uh, lads. And I think it's very exciting times for Spurs. And we've got such great squad depth. And we have all these conversations about the starting eleven, but you can start anyone pretty much in that team. And I think they're going to impress us as fans. Uh, but what will be interesting after you said, obviously, Conte has said um, no one's going to start these seven games because I think that, that would be kind of suicide. That would be a bit silly. Uh, you'd be risking injuries, risking fatigue. Uh, it be really interesting to see who starts on Wednesday. If Fraser Forster gets his first start, if that, if, if what Conte said by these, no one's going to start, maybe a goalkeeper's going to change. Are we going to see... I don't know. Lots of lots of changes on Wednesday. It'll be it'll be very interesting. Or is it going to be a similar side? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Leo, let's come to you. I feel like this subject comes up an awful lot talking about the right wing back situation. And mm. if I'm completely honest, I'm really surprised that we didn't sign a right wing back in the in the uh, summer transfer window. Stephen Wright's on the screen now. Still need to resolve right wing back offensive struggles. Brian Cross is hampering cohesion. Uh, between Kuliszewski, right wing back, Kane, limitations, defensively sound. What have you made of Emerson Royale so far this season? Uh, well, you know, we the thing about Royale is, or well, let me just say, the thing about that position is so it's it's a it's a horrible position. You need a full on engine to be bombing up and down to be. To be in in position in 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 the attack, to be right up there with the strikers, to be in position to to either cross the ball or score, and then have the ability to trap back and defend, it's a tough, tough, tough. Probably the 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 most um, you know tasking uh, position in 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 Conte's formation, right? So I mean, to try and find a player that has those attributes that not only have the engine to 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 do all that legwork but then have the composure when they get into that position to either score or to either whip in a, a fantastic ball you know it's it's not these are attributes this is this is high level attributes that we're looking for so um you know, I've been harsh with Royale but the thing is he does a good job defensively you know, he's always in position defensively and he's always in, in position offensively. It's just that he lacks that final ball, you know, and he's we see him trying now again. to He's whipping it more before he was always trying to cut back and lay it off. But now he, you could say probably in, the, in, in training, they're tr coaching him to whip it in. But balls are not the balls are not there, you know, and I don't think it's going to be there anytime soon. You know, so we do need to find someone. Um, whether we can find someone that can do that, 
in January, I don't know. But we do need to find someone that's able to do that. And, and that's even from both sides. Because we already see how Conte set up the team. We, we all know what Conte does. And the fact that we're winning games and we don't have the, the, those aspects at 99%, you know, we can say we've got the attacking. We're happy with our attack, with, with Kane and Son and, and Kulises. We're happy with that. We're happy with defence. We, we're, we're happy with the midfield. I think if we can uh, improve the left and right, especially when it, in, in the final third, because we get into so many great positions. Every game we watch, I see they get into great, great positions to either whip in a great ball or score. But it's just that final. It's just like lacking. And, and sometimes... When I see watch the play, I know they're not going to deliver a good ball. You can just feel it. You know they're not going to do it. You know that when um, Cessignor's clean through, you know he's not going to score. You know when um, uh, a Royale's, you know, is on on the flanks, you know he's not going to whip in a good ball. He's either going to go soft or go over. The, or, you, you, the thing is, Olio, Antonio Conte has come out and said that um, Ryan Cessignon, he can rely on him. He's a reliable player for him. Yeah, but again, whether it's reliable or not, probably, he's probably Conte's talking defensively because defensively today, and most, most, I mean, we've not really conceded that much, but defensively, we're not really that troubled. You know, I remember Spurs back in the days, we, we always felt nervous whenever the other teams used to attack us. But now it's like the Reese is not really, you know, stretching too much or it's not, we're not really panicking them. So probably Conte's talking about on defensive duties and maybe the fact that, like I said, being able to attack and defend that whole legwork is what um, Conte um, is, is, you know, can, can, can rely on um, session you about. But again, as fans and people that watch Spurs, we all know that when it comes to the final third, we're lacking in that aspect and we need to maybe hopefully, I think, well, definitely we're going to have to find players that once that can whip in that ball. And, you know, I've always said, you know, I was not a, a, a great fan of Serge, Sergio, or Serge Aurier, but I honestly believe that if Serge Aurier was in this team, we, that would be, you know, he, he, he would be amazing because he was able to whip in amazing balls. You know, mm -hmm. he was second to, um, to um, Trent Alexander-Arnold at one point uh, for assists. You know, um, and he scores goals. You know, he had a great shot on him. Defensively, eh, no, but I think Conte would have probably drilled that in him. But we need a, someone, a player like that, on both sides with those attributes. And, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. I don't think we're going to get it anytime soon because, like I said, in, in the way Conte set up his team, that is a lot of work to do. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but that's my thoughts on it. George, we know how important um, in Antonio Conte's system, um, you know, the fullbacks, Emerson Royale, Ryan Sessignon. Are you surprised, not only as a Spurs fan, but as a journalist, that we didn't strengthen in those areas? I know we brought Perisic in, uh, which it looks like Sessignon and Perisic will probably play half the amount of games each. Uh, Royale, we've got uh, we've got Matt Doherty on the, uh, on the bench. And uh, yes, I should also mention that no Jed Spence or no Pape Matassar were in the squad uh, today. Um, are you surprised? I mean, I'm quite surprised that you guys are quite negative about um, about the left. I think the left side looked brilliant, no? Even Perisic. The left side, the, the left it, side today, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I thought Cessna yeah, I mean, went extremely well today. Yeah, I, I mean, the I think The final balls, though, guys. The final balls. What, it, one it, assist it, it, and it, two it, assists it, if Richarlison's goal counts. It's the right side that I'm worried about. 
Okay. Yeah, but I don't think that was his. I thought Cessna was really good. Today. I'm surprised yeah. there's a little bit of negative. The only scored. reason I say that, George, is because every single week, every single time we do a show, it always comes up about people, the fans, um, the the guests on this channel. They always say about the right wing back position. Do you think Emerson Royale has improved enough for you? Enough for Conte? It, it, Emerson Royale is definitely not the player that Conte wants his right wing back to be. But, and I'm not a huge, I'm not a massive fan of Emerson, but what I would say is in the last period that Conte's been here, he has come on a lot. I think, I'm not sure he's ever going to be good enough in an attacking sense because like what Leo was saying, you know, he'll, he'll be in that position and he'll cut the ball back when Kane and Son have ran to the, the front post and then, when Kane has sort of dropped to the sort of six, the penalty area, he's putting it across the, across the face of the goal. So he always, unfortunately, always seems to pick the wrong option there. I mean, they're obviously trying to coach that into him where he's a lot more better in the attacking field. I mean, I personally do think Jed Spence is going to be a brilliant player. I know he hasn't got Conte's trust yet, which is understandable because he's you know only just turned 21, I think. Um but I think by the end of this season, I'm really hoping that Jed Spence will will have gained his trust and will show to be a you know a really reliable option like like Cessignon has done over the last sort of season because that's you know when when Conte arrived, Cessignon had barely played four or five games in a row, and realistically he was the he was the man towards the end of last season on the left. That's why I'm pretty positive about him. And then learning under Perisic, I think he'll just get better and better. So I'm I'm happy with the left. I've been left is fine. On the right, Emerson is probably at the, the best he's going to be right now. Jed Spence has got huge potential, so I think he's the long-term one. i tell you what I'm really, really surprised about is that Matt Dohey has just not, not got a look in because there was a point towards the end of last season when just before Dohey got his injury, Dohey was playing the best football he's ever played at Spurs. That, that was yeah. the, the wing-back we had signed from Wolves that was so good at Wolves. And since the injury, he's just not got a look in. And reading between the lines, I think that Conte is not happy with what he's doing in training at the minute. I think he needs to see more from him. And I'd, I'd expect Doherty probably to play. I don't think he'll play against Marseille. The, the way that Conte was speaking ahead of this match was that Emerson, he really, really trusts at the minute. So I, I can't see Doherty getting another opportunity probably until Sporting Lisbon away, maybe Leicester at home. And I think he's really got to take that opportunity because at the minute he's he's fallen down the pecking order, rightly or wrongly, behind Emerson. And Emerson, like I say, just doesn't give us the end product we need. But he's very he's fairly consistent away from that in terms of defensively and bombing forward and being an option. So that's a positive for him. But yeah, I mean if we want to win the title, Emerson is not going to be our, our right wing back. I think, I think we can all safely say that. But left side, I think I think we, that that left side for me is a title winning left side. Even Perisic won Serie A with Inter and Ryan Sessegnon three years ago was going to be the next Gareth Bale. And obviously he's had a difficult couple of years, but I think we're starting to slowly see him get closer to the sort of player that, that he can become. I don't see it. No. I don't see it with Cess. I'm sorry. Like, I know he gets it to sure, the right. Sure, surely you've seen improvement, though, Leo. Yeah. But think I... of what think of what Bale was when he was 22, and and his end product. Then I'm I not saying Cessna's going to be as good I, as Bale. I hear but, that. 
But Bale, I mean, Bale was was terrible. Then all of a sudden, Bale was the greatest. It was just like a light switch with Bale, right? Um, and Sessignon... Oh, it's all about confidence. It's confidence true. Bale. And Sessignon's getting his confidence. That's why yeah. I'm confident. Put it this way, Sessignon was better than Bale when Bale was sh shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Am I allowed to say that? No, I'm not. Sorry. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So... But for me, with Sessignon, it's just more about his um, the, the 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 final third. It's it's the the um, the delivery, the decisions when he gets into those great positions, and he gets into great positions. There's no doubt about it. Today, he he the attacking threat, the fact that he, you know whenever we 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 counted, he was up there. He was in the right positions on both ends defensively. I'm not going to knock him for that, you know. He was there and he was... It's just, for me, the his final decisions, the final balls is just lacking. And hopefully, of course, and I'm, I'm a Spurs fan, no fan wants you to want, want uh, a player to be rubbish. Everyone, I'm always like, you know, promoting our players. I want Sessignon to succeed. <laughs> I want Sessignon to succeed, right? Um, but... <sighs> I hope he does that bell flick where all of a sudden he just becomes... Because at Fulham, he was banging it in. Like every week he was just banging it in. I was like, wow, this, we want to get this guy. But for some reason, whether it's confidence like you guys are saying, the final third is just where... If he can nail that, then we, I take my hat off to him. But I'm not sold on him yet. And I think we need to fix both sides. I agree with George, though. I think Ivan Perisic is going to be a great mentor for Ryan Sessegnon. Um, and every time when you see him playing, he's going over, he's giving him advice, which is fantastic. And uh, even a couple of weeks ago at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, I noticed that Ivan Perisic went over to one of the ball boys and told them to be quicker, kept, keep an eye on the game and then pass the ball quicker to the team, which I love things like that. And that shows real experience and real quality uh, that he's going to bring to Spurs. Now, the goal scorers um, took to Instagram after the game. Hoybier said, I'm very happy for the three points. Harry Kane said, a good win today, a good performance. Probably should have finished the game off earlier. Now, talking about the key instance in the game, Josh, let's come to you. In the seventh minute, Spurs started pretty well. Um, Harry Kane, first shot on target, looked like it was going in the bottom corner. Goalkeeper made a good save, uh, went out for a corner. What did you make of Harry Kane's performance today? I thought he was outstanding, as usual. Just everything going around him, him just completely controlling the, the game. He never looked like he was out of control. He took great touches. He was just playing through lovely balls, pulling the defenders out, creating space for other players. He just, he's, he's world-class, Harry Kane. And he, I thought he was superb today. Obviously, another goal in the bag. And he goes third top goal scorer in the Premier League. Uh, I think, yeah, it's uh, Shearer, Rooney, and now, and now Harry Kane on 187, I think. Which is, what an achievement. What a player. I was really impressed with him, as usual. Um yeah, I think it's, it's quite incredible if you if you think about it. We've just got such quality up front to kind of supplement Harry Kane. We've got Son, we've got Kulisevsky, we've got Richarlison. We're just talking crazy depth, and I and I think that Harry Kane will only get better with better players around him who are going to provide him with better service. And as you lads are obviously talking about our wing backs, I'll just chip in quickly. I think if Harry Kane had a player like Trent Alexander-Arnold playing with yeah. with him. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like it's like today Erling Haaland had De Bruyne on the edge of, on the end of an absolutely stunning oh. cross scores again 
We've got to have these wing-backs with quality. Look at Perisic. He's come in, got two assists already straight away. Kane scored off his corner against Chelsea. I mean, we've got to have these players who can whip in balls. And at the moment, like you said, I think Emerson, Emerson and Session have improved drastically under Conte. They used to be unsuitable, but now they actually fit in. They do a pretty good job, uh, but they're nothing special. They're, they haven't got the special talent that Harry Kane possesses, that Christian Romero possesses, that Son possesses. And we, if we do want to win the league, like George says, I think we do need to have players with special talent, with absolutely uh, quality ball. They, they've got quality ankles on them, so they can whip in these balls like a Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, look, they don't have to be the best in the world. That's not what we're asking for. We're not asking for Harry Kane at right back. We're asking for players who can actually whip in a ball. And I, I was quite disappointed today with Emerson. And, and what Leo said, I thought was absolutely spot on. And I actually said it multiple times to my dad, where it was like Sessignon and Emerson would, would have a lovely ball played down the wing to them. And you just sat there and I just thought, I mean, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's <laughs> going to happen. You could just feel it. It's, it's a feeling. Yeah. It's a genuine feeling. Um and I, I think that's not that that signals to me that something's not quite right. Um, but like when Perisic comes in there, he's just got quality, he's got confidence. A bit like Longley when he's coming today, or Christian yeah. Romero. You just go, you look at them, and you just go, wow. I mean, they've got talent there. But when these two lads, I think they, they look. Let's not let's not just go. I'll discard you. I think they can still improve. And, and as you said, with Gareth Bale and, and Session, he's, he's got talent and he, and he will improve. But at the moment, I think in these big games, we've got to be playing Perisic. So if Perisic started today, I think we would have had a, many more goals. Honestly, the amount of chances that Session had to run down that wing and he kind of uh, fluffed it up at the end, even though he was played down and, and made great runs. I think we would have scored more goals. But at the end of the day, we've got three points. That's all that matters. And Session is improving. So, look, we've just got to have quality on the wing-backs. And I think any signings to improve us, like someone like Hakimi, it right back. Conte obviously won the league in, in, in Italy with Inter Milan, with Hakimi playing right back. And I'm not surprised, to be honest, the way he plays and what quality wing-back that is. We need someone like him to feed Harry Kane and then we will see the trophies coming, as you always say, Chris. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Well, in the ninth minute in the game, um, Emerson uh, put a cross in. It actually nearly went in. Uh, just shortly after that, Hunmin Son to Richarlison. Uh, the shot was blocked, went out for a corner. Uh, Spurs then had a goal disallowed in the 10th minute uh, for offside. In the 17th minute, Emerson, all the space in the world... And just as I thought, Emerson is going to pick out a player in the box and deliver a perfect cross. It just didn't happen. Um, and I don't want to keep harping on about uh, Emerson. I'm just hoping that Antonio Conte can somehow this season get the best out of him and improve him like he has with Ryan Session And as George said, it's all about confidence as well. Um, in the 22nd minute, um, good work from Richarlison. Teed up Hunmin Son, uh, blocked over for a corner. Um, Leo, you briefly mentioned Hunmin Son earlier. Um, Antonio Conte said last week he's not worried about him. Um, I'm not worried about him. I think that he is going to come into some good form very soon. He was very unlucky not to score today. Um, what have you made of Hunmin Son's performances so far this season? Well, you know, <clears throat> I remember watching the first game he was um, this season. And I actually remember Human Son's first touch and he got the ball and the way that he was running, I was like, wow. Like he was like 
really on it. Like, and I felt like he wanted to prove something, you know? And um, I, you know, like what I said earlier, I'm, again, I'm not worried about Huming Son, but I just feel that because we've made these signings, I think he's got into his head a bit. I think that now he wants to, I don't think he's as confident for some reason as Kane is, as far as securing his position in that team. I think if there was going to be anyone to be subbed, I think he feels that he will be first to be subbed instead of Kane to be uh, subbed to be to be dropped. And I think that might be playing with Son a little bit um, in 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 the fact that he's he's not as calm and relaxed as he usually is when he's up front when he gets clear on goal. I mean, last week. Um, the ball came through and he was through on goal, but his, he, his first, he, he, he headed it, but it was a bit too much. And it's just all of these little bits that, you know, if last season, it's a goal, you know, he's just, it's, it's in, right? And I just feel like this season, because of um, uh, Richardson coming in and Kulisesi and all of those, that I think it's kind of got, got to him a little bit. And it's just kind of making him just, you know, try a little bit too hard. But I think the fact that Conte is, is keeping him in the team, I think is a great thing. And I think that's what's going to give him the confidence to know that, okay, look, we we still love you, son. We still believe believe in you. You, you were top goal scorer last season. It's going to take a, a hell of a lot of you flopping <laughs> so many games for you to be dropped. You know, he gets into great positions. You know, he could have scored a hat-trick today, you know, because of so all the positions that he was in. You know, it's just like I said, you know, he hit it over the bar when he chested it, when Kane flipped it through and he chested it and he kicked it over. Usually, Son is scoring that. And so he gets into great positions. It's just that thing. And I think no one should be worried about him. Son is Son. He, we love him. He's going to come good. I think Conte is just going to have to keep playing him to give him that confidence. And you'll see Son's going to bang. And it might not get 24 goals this season, but I know he'll be up in the teens. You never know. George, let's come to you on Hunmin Son. In the 33rd minute, of course, Hunmin Son hit the crossbar. A wonderful ball over the top from Harry Kane. Sonny brought it down, um, hit it, rebound off the crossbar. What have you made of Hunmin Son's performances so far this season? Are you worried about him? I was a little bit worried about him before today. Because um, as Leo mentioned, it, West Ham, he had that chance anyway, he went through. And that was a player lacking confidence where, where he headed it too far forward instead of just chesting it and, and, and having a shot at goal. And he's kind of been snatching at chances. I remember the Southampton game where he sort of ran across like, the whole penalty, penalty area and blazed it over the bar from about six, six eight yards out. And that, that's, that's him sort of... I think with Sonny, he's, he's a very emotional player and, and that's really good for him because... You see in those big occasions, he's so fired up, he's, he's thriving, he's playing on adrenaline. And I think at the minute, he's probably not relaxed like, like Leo's saying because he probably feels that pressure from Richarlison being a 60 million man. But, you know, Conte is consistently backing him with, with his words, with his actions, yeah. because, really, you know, realistically, I think you probably could... If, if Son had scored on Wednesday, he would have been rested today. It would have been Kulisewski, it would have been Kane and it would have been Richarlison. And also on Wednesday, he took off Kulisewski, who was having a much better game and kept Son mm. on just to try and get in that goal. So I think, and today, you know, he was very unlucky. The, the one where he hit the crossbar, that's happened all very quickly. And I mean, it's that another day that would just hit the crossbar and go in. He had a deflected shot over the bar. 
He obviously had the offside goal, which was a cross, but it's pretty unlucky because Kane was only a yard or so offside. And I think Marseille, Champions League, he absolutely loves the Champions League. He basically dragged us to the Champions League final really a couple of years ago. I know more had the, the Ajax moment, but Son was unbelievable in that run. I think Wednesday yeah. night, I'm fairly certain he scored the first goal. He scored the first goal at the, at the new stadium. He scored the first Champions League goal at the new stadium. He'll, he'll score our first goal back in the Champions League. I'm pretty certain of that. So I'm not I'm not worried now. If, if he'd been poor today, I might have been a bit more worried about it. But he looked back to his old self today and was linking up nicely with Kane and Richardson. So he'll be fine. Matter of time. So yeah. can I just say, can I just say something, Chris? Just to add Go to on, what yeah. about Son. Um, I, the thing about what Conte is doing by keeping him on, because he knows that once when Son gets that goal, he, Son is back, right? So he has to make sure, he wants to stop um, Son, bring that Son from last season. So he wants to reignite that belief in Son because he knows, like I said, if Son scores the goal, then his confidence is back. Then we've got even more of a powerful attacking threat. So that's why I think he's going to have, he's going to keep playing Son to, like you know, like the engine. He's, got, he's, he's keeping him on, keep turning the key. Like, start, start, goddammit. And when he starts, it's like, yeah, then it's all through. So I believe that's what Conte is doing by keeping him on and saying, look, man, just, I'm going to stick with you till the, till the engine starts. Ferrari, baby. <laughs> that's what we're saying. <laughs> Loving the energy. Um, I'm calling yeah, right. so on, on Wednesday, Son cuts inside of Nuno Tavares, Arsenal, curls its top corner and goes and celebrates in Guendouzi's face because he just loves it. <laughs> we'll come on to that shortly, George. Um, in the 37th minute, Emerson Royale had so much space again, crossed, but no one was there, unfortunately. Um, three minutes later, Hunmin Son corner, Lengley header just wide. And then just a minute later, Josh, let's come to you. Uh, Pierre Mihoybier put Spurs 1-0 up. Uh, a great move, Hoybier to Richarlison, Richarlison back to Hoybier, finishing the bottom corner. Um, you know, many people over the last couple of years have said that Hoybier don't score enough goals for Spurs. This is yet another goal. Got a goal at Chelsea a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what did you make of that finish? I thought it was a, a, a very fantastic finish. And you know what? I thought it was a carbon copy of the goal that he scored against Chelsea. Same kind of move, same kind of finish into the into the far post corner. And yeah, he's obviously he's obviously improving on his finishing game. And I remember in one of the lockdown games with no crowds, he scored an absolute cracker against Liverpool at home. Absolute screamer. And I, he's, he's a player. I remember Moussa Dembele used to get so much stick from the media for not scoring enough goals. Look, a midfielder, in my opinion, like Hoiberg, like a defensive midfielder, he's a shield, he's, a, he's the Viking of our team, isn't he? His role shouldn't really be to score goals, but... Can, can I just say, that... I don't think George wrote any of those articles. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was the thing as Graham Souness, to be honest, back in the day <laughs> on Sky Sports. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just to, just, to have, just, just to have other players like Hoiberg chipping in on the goals. Look, it's, it's what you want in a team. You look at these big sides like Man City and it's not just one player scoring all the goals. It's the whole team getting involved. And Hoiberg scoring more goals this season, uh, I think we can only see in a, in a positive light. Uh, it's, 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 it's a very good for our team. I think we should be very happy. And, and, and he looked very happy himself. That big celebration from him as well. I feel like there, there's a lot of passion in the club at the moment. A lot of these players seem very like, they. I think they've got a lot of drive 
and they want to achieve this season and they've got the tools to achieve this season. And I hope they they can because they're certainly showing it on the pitch, being unbeaten after six games. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, very happy with that finish from, from Hoiberg. Well, Spurs went in uh, half-time 1-0. Uh, in the 49th minute, Richarlison uh, to Hunmin Son to Harry Kane. Shot was blocked, went out for a corner. A minute later, Richarlison to Dyer over the bar. A minute later, Richarlison shot, goalkeeper with a comfortable save. Um, Leo, let's talk a little bit about Richarlison. Um, I felt that he really deserved his place in the starting eleven today. Uh, what did you make of his performance? You know, I thought it was really good. I think the fact that Richarlison played today kind of changed how we we play or what we've seen so far. Um, like I said, you know, he's more, he plays more central than um, Kulusevski. And I think with the fact that he started today, we can see how Spurs would play with him and Kane and, and so on. It was more, he, you know, he has some good touches. He likes to play the one-two. Um, he's, he, you know, he's, he's passionate. He, he's, you know, you can see that he wants to score. You know, he wants to be a success here. And I thought, yeah, I thought he had a good game today. I mean, obviously, he scored the goal and you can see the passion, you know, taking his shirt off and, you know, prepared to get the yellow card. And I was so happy for him and it was gutted for him at, at the same time when, when it didn't come through. But yeah. the sort of, I mean, let's be honest. Um, um, when this, when they said we were going to sign Richarlison, I wasn't going like, oh my God, fantastic. You know, I was like, what, Richarlison? What, 60 million? Oh God, you know. However, you know, um, I'm just being real. <laughs> I wasn't like the number one Richarlison fan. But, you know, when I thought I about... Okay, well, fair enough. I, someone, I has, someone has I, to be. I wasn't. Right. Were you, John? Were you? No, no, I wasn't. No. Not, not you really wasn't, really. Josh, what about you? Were you were you happy when we were interested in him? And you I thought we were getting him? I generally thought we were gonna, we were signing a Lamella. Like I thought it was gonna be like Lamella, like someone who's got no finishing, so he's just gonna get those. Well, you're all wrong. You were all wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know, I was totally what a player. No, we're not wrong because he's not scored yet. So anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, done nothing. No, but he, he's done, and I'm not I'm only joking. But yeah, um, what was I saying? Yeah, so you know, for me, you know, he had a good game. I can see what he brings to the Spurs side. You know, that 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 bite, that that fierceness. You know, he's a top sort of Conte player that we and we need those sort of aggressive players. We've got it. In, we've got it in Romero. Romero at the back, who's aggressive. We got um, in the middle with Hoiber, who's you know aggressive and powerful. Bentacure is aggressive as well. I don't know if you guys would, would agree with me, but Bentacure has got a bit about him. You know, he's he's a very direct, you know, an aggressive player. And um, so it's good to have that sort of um, quality or that sort of, uh, um, you know, attribute for at, at top. And I think Richarlison kind of gives us that, you know, and the fact that he winds people up. I love that. The fact that he was doing the kickups, um, uh, uh, that warmed my heart. You know, all the, no. the all the abuse that I was giving Richarlison, I was like, oh, this is my child. This is, I love you, man. Like, honestly, you know, and this is the type of player that, I probably would have hated if it was it wasn't, but the fact that he's doing it for Spurs, that's what we love. We love to see that. And um, you know, so I'm warming to Richarlison. I really want him to score. I think he played a good game today. I love his touches, I love what he does. And and I think you know, the fact that we've got him in the team is own is has improved us immensely because he can play along any of the front three sides. And I think again, that's you know, when I thought about it more, I thought it was it was a great signing that we did. So he can hopefully he can score if we can get him going, get Son going, um, get the win backs going. 
Come on, Josh. What are you saying to me? Talk to me, Josh. What are we saying? We're gonna. What are we? George, what are we saying, man? <laughs> this thing. Number one. I'm telling you, baby. That's all we need. The wing backs. If we can get the wing backs going, and we can get the vroom 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 going. Mm. <laughs> talk to me, Spurs fans. What am I? I told you. You guys mm. not listening. We're gonna do this. George, let's come to you. In the 58th minute, um, Emerson uh, put a cross in, uh, made it through to Richarlison. He missed it. Session picked it up. Uh, shot, the goalkeeper made a good save. Um, five minutes later, a chance for Hunmin Son. Uh, his shot was deflected. Goalkeeper saved, went out for a corner. Four minutes later, Christian Romero with a header uh, from a corner at the goalkeeper. And then finally, um, Harry Kane scored Tottenham's second goal in the 75th minute. Son to Session to Harry Kane. Um, what more is left for us Spurs fans to say about Harry Kane and his finishing? And uh, surely it won't be long at all before he catches up with Jimmy Greaves. Yeah, I feel like every time Kane scores at the minute, it's another milestone. It's another sort of individual record goal. Um, today was going third above Andy Cole, 188. And, and he also levelled with uh, with Thierry Henry in, in the London Derby's one. But yes. um, yep. I, I think it was Leo, actually, that mentioned it earlier about what Richarlison sort of changes with our team. And what I actually really like today is you had Richarlison and Son sort of central and Kane dropped off into that sort of playmaker 10 role that, that we've seen him obviously do loads over the years, but not that much actually this season. Um, and he played some brilliant balls. I mean, the ball he played through for Son when he hit the, when he hit the crossbar and that touch as well from Lingley's pass was just yeah. ridiculous. And, and I, I do really like when Kane does drop deep Obviously, I don't want it to happen all the time, but he's such a talented player. Is you're not wasting him, obviously. But if he's just in the area in the in the eighteen yard box, you're not getting the best out of him. If, if he can drop deep and play through balls to Richarlison's son, and that just is gives us a different sort of way of playing compared to having Kudelski out wide and Son out wide. So yeah, I mean, Kane was brilliant today. Um, he's brilliant all the time, though. I need to be honest. I mean, what's he got? That five goals doesn't even feel like he's got to, what, third gear? He's still got fourth gear, fifth gear, sixth gear, sixth gear to go. So I think the last couple of years he's been unlucky with, with the injuries. Obviously, last year we had, we had all the transfer talk. I think this year he, he probably gets a lot closer to trying to hit that 30-goal mark in, in the Premier League. I think I think him and Haaland, it's going to be going to be a good race. Don't, don't write off our boy just yet. George, I'll just put a comment on screen um, about negativity because the last few days um, there has been lots of negativity amongst the Spurs fans, particularly on social media like Twitter, etc. Um, what would you say about that? Because we're unbeaten in the Premier League, four wins, two draws. Uh, you were speaking about gears there. Um, I don't think that Spurs have got out of first gear in any of these games yet. Um, what have you made of all of the negativity in the last, what, 48 hours or so? It makes me laugh because when under Potts, we would always sign players August 31st or September 1st, January 31st, whatever it was. And always everyone would say, why is Levy not signed the players earlier? Why, why have we not gone earlier? You know, Potts has now got to work with players and he's got, they're going to take time to get, get used to his methods. July 19th, we'd signed six players, five of them like by the start of July. So they all went on tour with, with Conte. Yeah. So, I know we didn't sign anyone on the final day in the window and it would have been nice, I think, if we'd got one more player, whether that was a world-class centre-back or kind of an, an atta- maybe a wide attacker or an attacking midfielder. I think 
If yeah. we'd done that, then it's to me probably a perfect window. But I look at what we did and we did brilliant business. I mean, let's go for it. Fraser Forster is a much more reliable goalkeeper than Joe Hart or Galini, who we've had. You know, he was in the England squad not long ago. So that's a really good backup and on a free transfer. You can't go wrong with that. Perisic, free transfer, one everywhere. Going to hopefully improve Sessegnon. Definitely improved our team. Again, a free transfer. You know, you can't ask for more than that. The two we've spent on, Bissouma, I think, by the end of the season, should be in our starting team. I mean, I think personally he's been one of the best. He's been at least in the top three in terms of centre midfielders in the Premier League for the last two, two, three years, in my opinion. And Richarlison, yeah. with Richarlison, I don't think we should view him as a 60 million forward. I think we should view him as our fourth choice forward, third choice forward. And then at the end of the season, when he scored 15 goals, you say, actually, that's what you wanted from your fourth choice forward. You don't, you don't, you don't want that from a 60 million man, but that's just the price we've paid. So I think he'll be a great sign. And then Jed Spence, I'm super excited about. And then Lengley, we saw today, on, on loan again no money spent really and arguably he's going to become our, our first draw centre back so I don't really see how we can be negative and all these players have come in by July 19th so Conte's had yeah. now six weeks to work with them the majority of them are up to speed Jed Spence is going to need longer being, being a younger guy and come from the championship but there's there's six players there that by the end of this season they all would have hopefully proved their worth I think so just because we didn't have a great transfer deadline I don't really get the negativity I mean I do get it because Man United have signed an 85 million player Chelsea have signed two guys this week that they think are going to improve their team I personally don't think I don't think Aubameyang is going to be the answer for Chelsea Fafana is a good player but for 70 million is that is that realistically a good amount of money to spend on a centre-back and Man United have signed another player from from the Eredivisie that is not guaranteed and there's been 85 million. So I think in 12 months time, we'll look at our business and we'll look at Chelsea and, our, and Man United's business and we'll say, actually, what we did was was bang on. Now we'll talk a little bit more about the transfer in just a second. We'll just wrap up uh, talking about the Fulham game today. Josh, let's come to you. In the 83rd minute, Fulham scored. Um, and when I've read all those um, key moments of the game out, how many chances that Spurs had to concede in the 83rd minute and then give us a very nervy seven minutes to go. Um, what did you make of that goal from Mitrovic? Yeah, I was, I was impressed. Uh, I thought he, hadn't, he didn't do much, Mitrovic, throughout the whole game. I thought he'd been, but he's, he, I didn't think he'd, uh, he, he wasn't very influential, sorry, compared to someone like Harry Kane, who's, who's so influential. He pulls all the strings. Mitrovic isn't that type of player. Um, but I was impressed with that finish. I mean, wow. He cut, he cut inside and put it in the top bin. Larissa had no chance. He was never saving that. Um, yeah, what a finish. I, 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 sometimes you can get annoyed as a football fan uh, when, when you concede a goal. But I, I did actually sit there and just say to my dad next to me, I was like, oh, that's a great finish. You can't, you just got to deal with it and, 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 and kind of go and get another goal, which we did, but it was offside. Right. Um, but yeah, all props to Mitrovic. I'm, I'm actually surprised we haven't ever gone for him. Uh, I thought he'd probably be quite a good second striker, to be honest. He's still the age on the bloke. He's only 27. He, it's like he's been about for about half a century. He's, like he's been everywhere. Uh, he's been Newcastle, Fulham, and he's always, he's always been a serial goal scorer. And he's done very well this season. He's he's leading Harry Kane by a goal so far, six in six. 
so yeah, very impressed. Um, but Fulham as a team, um, I wouldn't say I was impressed. Uh, I thought they played better against Arsenal. I think they've had a good start to the season. But we, we, we did kind of tear them a new one today. I thought we really did rip into them a bit. 23 shots. Uh, we, we, we had chance after chance after chance. They weren't very dominant. We dominated them. Um, but yeah, all good luck to Fulham. I think uh, obviously a, a fellow London club, London London Derby. But it didn't really feel like one today. It, it, it was more of a more of a domination. Well, talking of strikers, I don't want to start any rumours or anything, but I did see... Fernando Llorente at uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium today, walking about. Yeah, Maybe that's we'll interesting. Maybe we'll before the Man City game, Chris, and then he can uh, get his shoulder involved again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Leo, let's come to you. Um, Hugo Lloris was forced into a, a great save. It was deflected in the 88th minute. And then, of course, Richarlison's goal was uh, disallowed uh, in the 90th minute. Um what did you make of Hugo Lloris today? Because he made a couple of good saves. And, uh, of course, he's been at Tottenham Hotspur for 10 years. And dare I say, I say it on this channel all the time, someone like Hugo Lloris at the club for 10 years wow. never won a trophy. You know, it's. I'm just glad that he won the World Cup because, you know, at least he can you say, oh, for 10 years I've won something. You know, I feel bad for him. But he's been a great loyal servant for Spurs. Um, and, uh, you know... The last game we had uh, against West Ham, probably he had a shocker. I'm not going to lie, right? Uh, his, he, you know, his 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 mistake, and um, led to the goal. Um, and the thing about Larissa, he's not been he's not been that guy that you know we can he know with his with his passing. We know that he's not really got that in his in his locker. But what we do know that he's is incredible shot stopper. And you know he, the, the the way that some there's certain saves that he's done throughout his Spurs career that I'm like wow you know he's 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 pulled out some incredible saves and he you know the the he pulled one out today um, uh, Mitrovic's was deflected shot and it was just kind of looping in I thought oh my God it's good it's going in but you know he Lloris was there and that save kind of made up for his mistake um, last week. Or was it, yeah, is it last week? No, this week. Um, but yeah, so with Lloris, you know, what can I say? I, I mean, we love him. The fact that he spent 10 years with us, not won anything, you know. <laughs> I can't, and when I meet him, I'm going to say sorry, mate. But thank you, but sorry, and give him a hug. But hopefully this could be the season. This could be the season where, you know, he can like, you know, he can he can raise that, the trophy up and then, give us a farewell. That would be a great sending off for him. I think that would be the greatest gift that Spurs uh, can give to him for all his loyalty and, 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 and great, because he's, he's been fantastic. Um, Frank, France number one goalkeeper, and he's still stuck with us through thick and thin. So, yeah, we love him. Leo and Josh, we'll, we'll get your thoughts on the transfer window in a minute. George, I know you've given us your thoughts on the transfer window itself, but um, when you look at the sub bench today, uh, Forster, Doherty, Tanganga, Sanchez, Davis, Perisic, Skip, Basuma, Kudashevsky. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, no Spence and no Saar on the sub-bench for Spurs today. Um, do you think that that is enough, enough depth? And as a Spurs fan and as a journalist, do you think that Spurs could have perhaps done a little bit more? Because a lot of Spurs fans feel, um, and I feel pretty much the same, um, it seems that, don't get me wrong, I think this has been a great window for Spurs but one or two more players could really make the difference. 
Yeah, I think the bench today, it looks a bit weak attacking-wise, but then we've got to remember that Lucas is is out with, with a bit of a niggle. And same for Brian Hill, who I actually quite like, but, but Conte doesn't seem to. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I do, yeah, you know, I do think if we'd signed one more attacker, a, a really, really good attacker, or maybe it's kind of a younger player that 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 had had experience, then it would be, you know, our squad would be ready. But I think, I think maybe you have to pick and choose your time. I think January is when Spurs will sign someone of real quality, and it'll either be to last in the title race, or it'll be to give us a kick at the backside to get top four. I don't think that we wanted to spend all this 150 million cash injection right now. And I don't think we need to because it's a long season. We don't know what's going to happen. You know, touch wood, nothing happens injury-wise. But if we get an injury all of a sudden now, then then we might need to spend big in, in January, whereas we could have spent, I don't know, 20 million on someone this this month. And it, and it might have just been someone more for the future. And all of a sudden now we need someone for now. So I don't think, I think the bench looks looks strong today. The only the only kind of concern I guess I have is that Brian Hill, Jed Spence, and and Saar, Pape Meta Saar, are at the minute viewed by Conte as basically sort of numbers for training. He doesn't trust them yet. I honestly yeah. think I honestly think Jed Spence will gain that trust by the end of the season. I think the probably the period where all the players are away for um for the World Cup, I think that's gonna be a crunch period for Jed Spence. He's hopefully gonna really show Conte he's, he's understanding what he wants and really show him quality. So when we kick back into the season, he's ready to be an option. But I think Brian Hill, I mean, people a few years ago were talking about, about him being like one of the best players. Like yeah. in the next five, six years, he's going to be one of the best players, not just like in La Liga or, or for Spain, like overall. That's how mm. excited people were about him. And I don't agree with Conte that he's, he should just be discarded now, and he, he's not—he's not a notable, he's not a useful option. And especially Champions League. I mean, he went on loan to Valencia for the second half of last season and, and played a really big role for them. And a couple of years ago, he—he he kept Iber um, up, I think it was, in, in the Liga with some really important goals. So he's—he's he, got qualities. He's got lots of potential. And I think in the Champions League, he could be an option where maybe that physicality that he hasn't got for the Premier League is not such an issue, and referees are a bit bit more lenient. So. I'd quite like Brian Hill to get more of a chance, but I think we have, attacking-wise, we've got the four unbelievable players. I mean, Richardson's hopefully going to be pushing himself into that. And then Lucas Moore, who, who we can rely on, who isn't gonna, obviously going to score every time he gets a chance, but he will make an impact. And then Brian Hill is a sixth. I think that's a good attacking six to have. And like I say, hopefully January, we, we go for someone and maybe Mitrovic at the end of the season, if Fulham get relegated, would uh, would be nice as well. Well, after the game, I was actually with my friend Eunice and we bumped into Fabio Pratchy and uh, Eunice actually asked him, um, are you happy with the transfer window? Fabio replied, yes. And he also then said, we go again in January. So hopefully we will be uh, having a very busy January transfer window. Um, Josh, let's come to you on the transfer window. Um, now, of course, we signed Richarlison, Forster, Perisic, Basuma, Lengley, Spence and Udogi. Um, lots of players went out the door. Carter Vickers, Bergvine, uh, Parrot has gone on loan. Scarlett has gone on loan. Joe Roden has gone on loan. Uh, they've got an option to buy. Udogi has gone back to Udinese on loan. The Celso on loan. Uh, Tongion Dombele on loan with an option to buy. Regidon on loan. Harry Winks on loan. What have you made of Tottenham's transfer window? You happy? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Um, like you said, we're, you obviously want to have two more. It's a bit like when you have chocolate buttons out the fridge. You have, a, yeah, you have a couple. Like you have six chocolate buttons, and then you go, oh, oh, I have two more. Like you know, you get the bag and you just want a couple more. But sometimes you just got to go. No, don't be Nottingham Forest and have eighteen <laughs> chocolate 20. buttons. Yeah, twenty. Cho- just don't. Just don't do that because it can actually like disrupt the squad if you've got too many new new players. I think it's, quite, it's actually a perfect number. Uh, it's, it's not perfect, but I think if you bring in too many players, you can, you can like I said, you can disrupt. You can cause a couple of problems. You don't want to overspend. It's a bit like when we got rid of Bale and we brought in like 12 players or whatever and it all went wrong and the only one who lasted was Ericsson and Lamella. Uh, look, I think we, we've brought in some quality players we, and we, we've actually recruited in a good way. If you think about it, we've nicked Everton's best player. Rich Allison. We've nicked Brighton's best player, Bissouma. We've got some young lads in Spence, you doggy. And we're not just recruiting any old random people from any old league. There's this focus. Paratici is obviously focusing on the Italian league because there's a similarity between the Prem and the Italian league compared to that of La Liga because it's much more physical, I think. Like someone, I've watched a bit of you doggy for Udinese and he played really well the other day. I saw some clips of him. He, he looks like a really good young signing. He's got a lot of talent in him. Be interesting to see what he does. But like you lads were talking about Brian Hill and look, the boy is very talented. Mm. He's, 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 the videos I've seen online and, and some of the stuff right. he obviously was at Valencia and he, and he played for, I can't remember, the Basque club. Mm. Um, but in the Premier, he just doesn't cut it. He, when, me watching him, I, I really wasn't impressed by him. He just looked like a little boy. And it's, uh, we always go to to the games with my best mate's dad, who's actually a football coach. And he literally said, Brian Hill uh, literally looked like one of his uh, under like 17s. Like he, 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 he's got no physicality. In the, and in the Premier, you need that. You really Could he be bailed? Could he be bailed? Because he, I, I thought he was the next Messi when I saw him. I was yeah. like, this guy is Messi. I was like, right. how do we get him? But you're exactly. right. You know, he doesn't look like he's got it. But me- I don't know. You continue. That, Sorry. That's why I think Champions League, surely. That's where he's kind of yeah. like, maybe he goes a bit above more in the pecking order for the Champions League games, just as like yeah. an option off the bench. Because it, it's it, valid, actually. That's a valid point. Because in these Champions League games, I think it's going to be really interesting playing these playing these teams from, from Europe. And you see just the contrast in play styles is so huge and I think this Marseille game which I'm sure will come on to uh, before you end it's going to be it's going to be a tough one because they obviously if you as well not just that if you like you said earlier have you seen Marseille's starting 11 they are literally Arsenal they've got Alexis Sanchez Guindizzi Tavares we'll come on to it it. let's talk to Leo about the transfer window and then we'll come on to Marseille Um, Leo you happy with the transfer window yeah, you know, I'm happy with the transfer window. I mean, the transfer window for me started uh, in January with uh, Kulisevsky and um, Ben Tapur. And, um, you know, it, it, it kind of set the benchmark of what um, Paratici... Is it Paratici or... You, everyone says it differently. Paratici or Peri, I don't know what I'm saying. But anyway... All of the uh, Italians pronounce it Paratici. Paratici or Paratici. Yeah. Which one is it? Depends a lot of... George, George, have you been told in the media room? Um, because I've seen a lot of journalists, and whenever I speak to people like Fabrizio Romano, they, they pronounce it Fabio Paratici. So now I've, I've been saying Paratici. So. <laughs> okay. who, am I, who am I to, uh, to argue with, uh, with Fabrizio? So. But yeah, so um, 
so yeah, so it kind of started then in January. Um, the fact that we, 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 you know, we were banging out the 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 signings early doors is obviously because of Mr. P and um, Conte. You know, because I I know that he wanted to have a, a, the group of players early so he can work on them for the start of the season. Now I'm sure that he went to Levy and the board and said, "Listen, if you want if you want this situation to work, I need to have my players early. None of this nonsense." Um, end of August or uh, early February or end of sorry January signings. I need to get these players in, and these are the sort of players that I need. Me and P are gonna um, let you know what players we want, and we need those guys now because we're gonna go on a um, on uh, on on a season. Sorry, on a preseason, you know, training camp, and I need to get the guys ready so that we can be on the front foot for this season to um you know to to get going and 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 we did that you know this is the first time as a Spurs fan it was just like on Sky Sports it was like Spurs sign another sign oh my god Spurs sign another sign oh my god Spurs and I'm thinking is this am I might I might in the twilight zone you know so it was you know I was really happy and just to what George says about maybe it would have been a perfect um uh season if if we had signed someone at the end I don't know, you know, I think maybe, again, like maybe we're getting a bit too greedy because here, here we signed six players. And if Spurs had waited and signed Richarlison for 60 million to three days ago, we would have said, oh, my God, this is the perfect season. We, we, we bought five players and now we spent 60 million. We really mean business. But, you know, we got drunk on, 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 on it early part. And now it's kind of like, you know, you, when you meet a girl, right? And, you know, you go out with a girl, you, you take her out, you buy her loads of things. And then, you know, the first month is all great. And, you know, spending all that money. And then the second month, she's like, what have you done for me lately? It's like, what are you, what are you ungrateful for? Like, you, you know, and that's how Spurs fans are. We just stop being ungrateful. It's like, what more do you want? It's Jed Spence, Basuma, Richarlison, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paris, Langley. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's not perfect. All right, George. <laughs> Green. I never thought we'd be on the subject of taking girls out and chocolate buttons on this podcast. I well, really this didn't. Is what it is, you know. I think that's what Spurs are. Spurs sometimes we're, we're ungrateful girlfriends. <laughs> well, George, let's come to you. Um, lastly, this is this is the last subject of this podcast. Let's talk about the Marseille game, uh, big Champions League game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Wednesday. Of course, in our group, we've got Marseille, Sporting Lisbon and Frankfurt, um, which was a favourable draw in a lot of people's opinion. Um, the last time we played in the Champions League was March 2020. That was two and a half years ago. Um, and during that period, we've played in the Europa League and the Europa Conference League under Jose Mourinho, under Nuno Espirito Santo and, of course, Antonio Conte. Um, Marseille, our opponents on Wednesday are sitting front, uh, top of the French League. They've played six, they've won five, they've drawn one. They haven't lost a game yet. They've got 16 points. PSG are in second place with 13 points. Uh, they've won their league games 4 1-2-1, 3-0, 1-0. They won 2-0 today at Auxerre uh, and a 1-1 draw as well. Um, George, how do you think this game's going to go? Tough game. Very tough game. Um, they they've basically are like Premier League 2017 best team basically aren't they um obviously we've gone through some of the arsenal lads you know Tavares. they've also got kolasinac there as backup left back um gwen doozy they've just signed eric baye as well um and wow. do we remember do we remember paul lopez the uh spurs yeah. backup goalkeeper he's he's their starting goalkeeper um yeah. 
So it's pretty. Oh, and Dimitri Payet. So it's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, some of the ex Premier League players they've got. What is a good omen is Marseille have lost fourteen of their last fifteen matches in the Champions League. Oh God, I don't know if that's a good omen or just. I like that. That. I, like I think that's a good omen. I think that's a good omen. So they're going to lose again on Wednesday. But I do... No, I think it'll be a hard game. Um, they rested Guendouzi and Alexis Sanchez was on the bench today. Alexis Sanchez is in good form um, and he's got to be a bit of history with Conte as well. They had a bit of a falling out at Inter. So I think it's going to be close, but I would think under the lights at the lane with the whole Champions League being back at Spurs, Kane and people like Son and Lloris as well, you know, these are Champions League players. They've not had it for two and a half years. So I think I think we'll be fired up and I think 3-1. I feel like we won we won loads of games 3-1 in the Champions League when, when we was in it a couple of years ago. So I'd go 3-1. But it will be a will be a close match. And they play similar formation to us with wing-backs um, and three at the back. So it'll be matching up like for like. But I, I think that we win it and, and Son, Son delivers. Son ends the goal drought. What do you think of the... What what do you think of the uh, the group though, George? Do you think it's uh, do you think it's doable that Spurs will go through to the next uh, stage? Yeah, I mean it is it is a good group, isn't it? But I guess you know they're all we're all kind of a, of a similar level. I mean, being Spurs fans, we'd say we're the best out of that four, but there's probably not that much between Frankfurt, who won the Europa League and beat some good sides on that run. And then Marseille, and then Sporting Lisbon, I think, will probably be the weakest. Although they've got Marcus Edwards, so that's yeah. the narrative of him coming back and, and scoring a couple of goals. But no, I think we should be looking to go through. The only thing, I guess, I always kind of feel like, especially Conte as well, we do well against the bigger, the, the big top six teams because they have a lot of possession and we kill them on the counter-attack. Whereas probably in these games, we're going to be the one that's going to be sort of making the play and forcing things and I don't think that always suits us but you know we've got world-class players throughout the team now it's not like we were 12 months ago so I um yeah I think we should top the group but I, I don't think it'll be easy and I'd like us to have things done before the last game at Marseille because I think that'll be a bit tasty. Josh let's come to you I feel very excited uh, about hearing that Champions League music again how are you feeling? Yeah I'm, I'm really excited I Logged in nine o'clock in the morning, got in a queue, got the tickets, going with a big group of lads. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a good night. I, I, God, I can't even remember the last time I saw that that, that flag getting uh, all pushed around in the centre and the nice music at Spurs and the light show. It's going to be good. I'm, re I'm really excited. But I, look, I don't work for the club and I'm not a salesman, but there are actually quite a few empty seats uh, online. I checked today. So if you yeah. haven't got your seat, like I'm, I'm, I'd say it again. I'm not. I'm not some uh, some simp for Daniel Levy. But please come <laughs> along because we don't want to have our first Champions League and get memed online saying that we're the we're the Tottenham Hotspur empty hat or something. Because there are quite a few uh, un unsold seats, which was surprising. I heard it on the tube wow. today and had a look, and there are quite a lot of seats. But yeah, I'm really, really, really looking forward to it in the South Stand. Um, Funny enough, the first game I ever saw many a year ago was Marseille versus Girona. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be really interesting. It'll be it'd be good to see good to see a Champions League night. It's obviously the, the peak of football, um, and I, I think we can get a result. I think it's, it's Arsenal, isn't it? It's, it's just it's, it's, they're basically half Arsenal, so it's just like a North London derby. We've got to bring the atmosphere. We've got to uh, give the 
give the players a bit of bit of a roughing up. I think that's a couple of them who've given us some bad memories. Like I won't name uh, the Chilean forward, but yeah, <laughs> we're going to give. I think it's going to be a good atmosphere, and I'm uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, I reckon we're going to win three one, like you said. We love a three one. I remember a game ages ago as well. It, rem- it reminded me of someone commented as well. It might be like a four two, a bit like the Olympiacos game under Jose. It, it, I think it's going to be that kind of vibe. I think they're going to get a couple of goals and um, wow. we're going to score quite a few. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Josh, do you think Richarlison will start this game again? I hope so. I really hope so. And I think he deserves it, especially after his performance today. I wouldn't drop him, play him. And uh, I hope he gets to take off his top and he gets another booking because that was brilliant. And I think he deserves a goal for our club. And, and I'll laugh if he like nutmegs an Arsenal player. Uh, or an ex-Arsenal player and, and scores uh, an absolute worldie. And then you know what Richardson's like. He's going to go and celebrate in someone's face or something. <laughs> he's going to cause some trouble. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to start. He definitely start him. I think he's he's, he's going to get his first goal. And I think Son, in, Son is going to get a goal as well. But someone in the comments section said uh, a while ago, about 10 minutes ago, he said, what a travesty it is that we did sell Eric Lamella. I would have absolutely loved to see Lamella, Richarlison and Romero in the same team. <laughs> I think that would have just been carnage on the Conte. It would have been absolute carnage, honestly. The amount of like... Fouls, yellow yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Leo, let's come to you. Your thoughts on uh, Wednesday's game? Yeah, you know, it's a big test for us. Um, we're at home, so... We, it's good. I think we definitely need to get the, the three points. It's going to be a tough game. Um, whether he starts Richardson, I don't know. Richardson does deserve to start, but maybe he might want to. I think he definitely wants to get the three points. So maybe he might put the experience in with Bentacor and Kulisevsky because they've got the experience in Champions League and stuff like that. So maybe he might just want to, you know, probably get a couple of goals in and settle settle the Spurs team and then probably bring in Richard, Richardson there. Um, but, you know, it's going to be tough. I think, you know, Conte, you know, with Conte, he wants to win every game, you know. So I think that's why he's, he probably took um, Kane off early and took Son off. So because he knows that, you know, he he probably wants them, th- those two are probably definitely going to start on, on Wednesday. So um, it's, it's, it's down to whether it's going to be Kulisevsky or, um, uh, Rich, uh, or Richarlison that's going to take that other spot. Uh, but you know, as far as if we think we're going to win, yeah, I think I, I, I think so. Um, I hope so. I want us to, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because Marseille are, 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 are a good physical team, and as George and Josh were saying, it's like you know they 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 know how to play with premiership, the Premiership's way. So it's going to be a Premiership um, North London derby, <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I hope, and I, I hope we can do it. I hope we can do it. I'm confident, but you know, like I said, it's Champions League. We don't know, but let's see. What's your score prediction there? Um, I, I, I'm going to go for 2-0. 2-0. Go for two, yeah. I'm going to go for 1-0. I think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be a very hard game, but as as you say, as long as we get the three points in our first yeah. Champions League game, uh, and hopefully, as you said, Josh, that stadium will be rocking again. Um, Leo, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Well, my social media is there. Um, hit me up if you want to talk 
I was going to swear again, but I don't want to get a red card this time. Um, but yeah, holler at me, all the Spurs fans, uh, and let's, let's have some good banter. You can find me there on my Instagram. Have you got any new music coming out? Um, I've, I've not got any new music coming out. You know, I've been doing my acting now, you know, getting my Denzel on now. So, um, yeah, so I'm just on a, I'm on a BBC uh, sitcom at the moment called Here We Go. So you can check that out. It's a comedy sort of thing. I, I play... Uh, Is it with Fabrizio Romano? <laughs> that was my line. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I play a school teacher. I play a head teacher. Could you believe that? Me, a head teacher. But yeah, I put on my my posh head teacher voice. You know, settle down, kids, and stuff like that. Yeah, but you can catch me on there. Here we go. I play a BBC. Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us again, Leo. And uh, Josh, thanks so much for joining us again. And tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, Chris. Always enjoy it as usual. Uh, yeah, that's my Instagram if you want to see all the stories of Tottenham. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just just going back to uni, it's year two, crack on, do a lot of commuting from the southwest up to Tottenham probably twice a week now with all the Champions League. It's going to be very pricey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, re- yeah, really enjoying it. It's worth it. Look, when you follow a club like Tottenham, it, it, the highs, the lows, it's, enjoy- it's so enjoyable, honestly just puts a smile on your face. You get to have a great time with friends and family. It's, it's just, it's brilliant. Come on, you Spurs, honestly. Are you going to get some strepsils as well, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to get some strepsils for your voice. <laughs> no, honestly, I saw some comments saying, like, make a lot of honey and honey and lemon job. Like, you've got a sore throat. You must have some lozenges. I was like, oh, I don't have a sore throat. Honestly, I've just lost it because I was screaming so much. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm all right. Don't worry. Get the lemon <laughs> And George, thanks so much for joining us again. And uh, it's been a lot more upbeat show than the last time you were on. Yeah, no, thank thanks so much for having me back on, and um, with with two great guests as well. It's been been a lot of good fun. We've uh, we've had a laugh, haven't we? So, uh, so yeah, fingers crossed. We we keep this positivity going, and uh, we'll speak in a, in a what are we? We'll speak in in nine months, and we'll have a we'll have a couple of trophies to celebrate. There we go, George. Sorry, George, are you allowed to have a, a um, someone to come in, like, you know, an assistant on one of your, like, press things? Let me come and carry your bag. No. Let me not. ask. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Bye. definitely if you're there, Leo, it's... definitely not. <laughs> I'll put you in the list of people that, that, that want to do that. My little brother's probably top of the queue. So, really? Uh, yeah. So you can go, go to staff room. Okay, George, <laughs> George, what is next for you? Lo- writing lots of articles on Tottenham. Are you just covering Tottenham mainly now? Yeah, yeah, mainly Tottenham now. Um, so Tuesday, I'll be at the open training session, early doors, and then Conte's got his presser, and then Marseille have got their presser, um, and then yeah, Wednesday there for the uh, for the music. Can't wait, can't wait to hear that again. Will you be going out to um, the away games as well? No, I won't be. It'll be our other um, PA sort of Spurs correspondent, Jonathan Veal. He'll, he'll do the away games. Um, and he's doing a lot of the away games up north as well. So, so sort of doubling up on, on that front. But, but we're both going to be there for Wednesday. So that, that'll be a lot, of good, a lot of good fun. Hopefully more content that way. Fantastic. Well, keep up the good work, George. Thanks so much. Um, Leo, Josh, George, thanks so much for your time this evening. Thanks so much to uh, everybody's comments and everyone's input this evening. It's been a good show and it's been another good day with Tottenham Hotspur winning. And as we've all discussed, let's hope that Spurs can pick up three vital Champions League points at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Wednesday. Until the next one, come on you Spurs. Come on you Spurs, baby.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.